Lord, we come to you at this time. We just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for allowing us another day, another chance to get it right, Lord. We ask that during this time, Lord, during this podcast, we ask that our words come out clearly, Lord. We ask that we bring a message, Lord, that the world needs to hear, Lord. We ask that you can bring us, touch us, guide us, and lead us, Lord, mm-hmm. throughout this podcast. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's go, fellas. Episode four today, we're going to be talking to you guys about the road to failure. But before we jump into today's hot topic and before we jump into this powerful episode, we want to first celebrate our 1,000 subscribers. And so we want to thank you guys off the top for, again, just showing so much love and support early on in this journey as we kick off this Deeper Than Sports podcast. Again, these are two of my closest friends and we just wanted to bring something to the world, maybe a conversation, if you will, that you all could be a part of and go on this journey with us. And so everything from personal finance to anything you can think of, relationships, we are going to take you guys down through there. And we just want to say thank you in advance for helping us reach our 1,000 subscribers. Oh, yeah. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Absolutely, guys. Listen, to kick this off, man, we had another phenomenal week, man. How how everything been with you guys, man? Everything's been great this week. I can't complain at all. Good, good. You good, CB? Good week, baby, but it's good. Yeah, good, busy. That's a good... It's always good to be productive, man. Today, we're going to talk about road to failure, okay, guys? And simply put, it's just an analogy for you can do some things that can take you off the pathway to success and set you on a road towards failure, okay? Whether it's self-destruction, whether it's, again, the way you live, the way you think, okay? What you think determines a lot about where you're able to go in life, okay? Sometimes you have to manifest certain things through the things you think about on a daily, okay? So if you always have a half-empty mindset, you may be promoting half-empty thoughts, half-empty results, okay? And so, again, on a road to failure, many things can lead you down that path, okay? Whether it's lack of accountability partners, mm-hmm. lack of humility, okay? Whether it's a, 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 a mindset of thinking you're entitled to something or like thinking somebody owe you something, or like my man E said, lack of understanding. These are all catalysts that can lead you down a road to failure. And so today we just wanted to unpack the road to failure, but then end it by giving you some keys to success. So I'll kick it off and I'll start to my left with my guy E. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I want to start with the lack of understanding part. Absolutely. Uh, I like to say it like a, people don't understand reality or it's, they mm-hmm. don't really get reality. Um, and that's everywhere. You see that in all walks of life, whether that's in a job, whether that's in a sports arena, that's whether so that's true. just... That's having a conversation true. with somebody like you can just listen to them and like whoa where, where did that come from and sometimes a lack of understanding could lead to deeper problems that communication could have resolved correct sometimes you see people fall out or you see situations just fall apart mm-hmm. because lack of understanding the inability to communicate effectively mm-hmm. and then get to a conclusion even if you agree to disagree mm-hmm. again it's okay to come to that agreement 
with respect and with dignity. But too often times, man, lack of understanding lead to catastrophic mm-hmm. despair in people's lives. I think that's a good one to Correct. kick it off with. And especially with the communication piece, I would say that the lack of understanding would also lead to mishaps because if you don't yeah. comprehend well, you won't be able to understand. Like You gotta be able to listen effectively, mm-hmm. do what the person is trying to say and comprehend it, take it in and see what you can do and go from there. So. I think that's the biggest part that you you mentioned. Absolutely. Think about how many people have fell off course Mm -hmm. because of that lack of understanding. And just a simple, just a simple, deeper understanding, if you will, of what's going on could have led to a whole different decision being made. And so it's a small thing. And guys, I know we're harping on this whole understanding piece, but it's it's so important. They say in the Bible and all that getting get a good understanding and and it's important because that simple thing can set your course of life on the wrong track and it leads you down a road of failure so that's why we wanted to talk about this today cb i'm gonna toss it to you just so you chime in just a little bit on some other points of the road to failure oh yeah those are great points i want to touch base on the lack of understanding too i think a lot of that is for you know for us or the typical inner city kid, the lack of understanding is like more of the lack of not knowing. Mm-hmm. We don't know, you know what I mean? Growing up with a lack of resources or single parent home, being poor, low so, living in a low social economic mm-hmm. um, environment. Uh, environment. Um, so being around a lot of negativity growing up, that's a road to failure, Absolutely. you know what I mean? Itself, not having the resources. So, you know, that's part of my story. I think part of our story, you know, growing up, man, we, we kind of had to figure it out on our own. You know what I mean? You had to fail. So the road of failure is a part of our journey. Absolutely. So we fail and we got to keep pushing. You fail and you got to keep pushing. Yep. And eventually what's going to happen is you're going to meet people along your journey. You're going to meet some people, some mentors, yep. like a like a, a Sparky McCure in my head coach, uh, Jerry Bishop, we talked about, yep. a pastor Parker. You're going to meet those people. And then, you know, uh, Mr. Sane and, and, and our mothers did the best that they Good possibly can exactly. to, to, to raise us and to help us and mold us. So, like I said, eventually during our journey, you know, you're going to have some people that's going to pull you in. But mm-hmm. it's a lot of failure along that journey. CB hit a home run, guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take his step just a step further. Lack of exposure can lead to a road to failure. Yeah. And so... If you're not exposed to all that you can be, if you only have examples of underperforming people, underperforming things, low living, you could also be set on a path to failure and you never get a chance to know what was truly out there. Sometimes we even get so caught up into our own neighborhood or environment that we won't branch outside the hood and know that it's a global world that exists Mm -hmm. and where we can be anything we want to be. We can reach people we never thought we were able to reach. Mm -hmm. And so CB kind of led us down that path. And I think that was a home run in terms of just lack of exposure could really dampen and cripple on you. Uh, What I I like about that too, CB, is um, that sometimes you can't, control all your circumstances sometimes that environment you have nothing to do with sometimes you can be born into that environment you and you have to find the resources to try to find a way out of it so that that's a big point man that was that that was that was great for us you know the road the road for fair for us was you know continue playing video games and and being involved in sports Mm -hmm. so that was our main thing Mm -hmm. uh playing basketball at king park Mm -hmm. you know i mean playing playing rocket football 
And those are some of the things that 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 kept the failure to a minimum. Yeah. yeah. Because we're doing things that's going to take take away our time. You getting coaching, we learning. You know what I mean? We learning some commitment piece going to practice every day. You got, you know, you got coach Raspberry, you got coach Frierson, you got these coaches pouring into us mm-hmm. about work habits and different things in that nature. They weren't going to let you fail. There you go. They so there you go. You so it's just those little things that, you know, that happened for us and and then, you know, we had some success mm-hmm. with the with the youth football plan. Mm-hmm. You know, we want I mean, we always want championships, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Played, I exactly. So we, we, we had success at a young age, and that stuck with us. Yep. You know what I mean? That work ethic and that love, that stuck mm-hmm. for, stuck with us, man. But I always say it like this. Um, when it, when you get into the workforce, uh, for me, being in education, you know, I had some, I think every chapter I had some prominent people in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Lambert. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He was a big mentor of mine. He's a dean at a at a at a school in Wyoming. He's he's great, phenomenal. But before I met him, it's crazy. I said I was a tadpole. Okay, so imagine being a tadpole in a big old pond or a lake, swimming, trying to find trying to find food, trying to trying to survive. That's who. That's what it was, bro. We was a tadpole finding, searching, searching, searching. Oh, dead end. Searching, searching, searching. Oh, that's a predator. So we had these, because of our circumstances, these are some of the things that we ran into along our journey. And like well, you, you said. You might have known somebody that ran into those yeah. certain those Yeah, you're right. Because we grew up with a lot of guys that that, that took that road to failure. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? They weren't lucky enough to get off, <laughs> get off that road. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you make a mistake here or there, but you can always get on or get off. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And sometimes it was, it's harder to get off that road versus get on it tied into all of that lack of humility can lead to a road to failure as well as arrogance Mm -hmm. and so cb mentioned we found success early in life we became superstar athletes at around eight years old and so as a result it was important to maybe we didn't know about being humble back then but over time as you grow humility without it you will certain have a life of failure disappointment rejection no's and then that favor never comes okay then you can get discouraged and then you grow resentful or you get bitter because again you don't demonstrate any humility and so i think all of us life will humble you i think sure. all of us can humble our life you know what i'm saying life is not only the best teacher life will humble you life will bring you back to reality but if you don't use life lessons to correct your behavior and to reflect on how you operating, right. what they say, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting, expecting a different result. result. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so if you don't let life humble you and you continue to do that, then that takes us to arrogance. Mm-hmm. Now you're being arrogant, and arrogant never leads to success either. Mm-hmm. And so on a road to failure, I think the thing about three of us, we got a great balance of not necessarily being arrogant, but being confident, mm-hmm. whether it's in our abilities, whether it's in our intellect, whether it's in everything that we do, where we're not going to, to let ourselves ever be full of ourselves. And I was going to tell you guys this. One thing I love about you guys, and y'all can all jump in on this, is none of us won't let each other get on our high horse. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Whether you think you too swaggy, whether <laughs> right. you think you too solid. Right. One thing I love is mm-hmm. 
you don't ever have to worry about me or you or you being inflated in terms of our ego because we always keep each other in check. We mm-hmm. always let each other know, sit down, you're doing too much. Mm-hmm. You was butt right there. Whatever the case yeah. is. And so you, you got to have that. Exactly. <laughs> you got to have that because, again, without it, it will lead to a road to failure. And so, guys, we just wanted to bring a whole different flavor and a whole different pathway to this. And CB going to hit us with some other stuff. It's some it's some key points. I want to talk about humility. I think we all we all been there. We was cocky. Uh, high school, you know. Let's talk about high school. We all had tremendous high school careers. Um, and and I and what's crazy about high school is you know we didn't have social media. Mm-hmm. Um, it was our peer group and the newspapers. Mm-hmm. So like you said, we we're naturally humble, mm-hmm. but when your teachers, your peer group. Newspapers, the whole community, the whole hood, yep. saying, "Hey, Chris, saying, Emoy, yep. you're a great football player. Mm-hmm. You're a great basketball player. Eventually, for a 14, 15, 16 year old it's kid, it's hard to handle. It's hard to handle. <laughs> it's tough. So for me, I remember in the summertime, uh, it was my senior year. I remember I went to your, we was uh, stayed or your crib, and I remember talking to uh, GC, me and him talking, and um. I'm on a high horse. I, mm-hmm. I made all state as a junior quarterback, whatever, whatever. And me and him going back and forth. forth. And I was like, I never, can, I ain't gonna never get hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm still appalled hearing that now. You know what I mean? So I let everything, all that, all that stuff, mm-hmm. get in my ear and my focus. Mm-hmm. I ain't never get hurt. So first, after my first game, I think second game, we played Union. Mm-hmm. Got hurt. Mm-hmm. Humbling. Sit down. Life. Yep. Life. Life. Yep. yep. Sit down. So I got hurt that game. So I missed playing against y'all. Mm-hmm. Our rival. <laughs> the O. I missed the homecoming game. Yep. Real butt. West Catholic. <laughs> yep. And then I missed Grampus Catholic Central. The yep. Defending City Champs game. Yep. So I missed three prime games. Because. talking Talking crazy. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? So that was so 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 in life you always have those hum, humbling true, experience, man. man. Let's let's talk about let's do we got some examples, some points? Uh, I want to jump in there too. So I, I think it's a fine line between humility and cockiness, right? Mm-hmm. But you know we listen to rap music and all that stuff back, especially in our former day. My boy Jada, can shout out to Jada. And I'm not cocky, I'm confident. So mm-hmm. when you tell me I'm the best, it's a compliment. So. Them was words I used to take in myself. Absolutely. Sometimes you get out of line and you be doing too much. You feel a little cocky, but, bro, it's the fine line. Fine you got to stay confident and not cocky. You know what I mean? You can't offend nobody, but nobody can't mess your zone up either. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of the words I wanted to live by. But, CB, I was on the same tip as you, bro. I remember telling my mom, bro, I'm going to Central. Like this, <laughs> like it's locked up. Don't even worry about it. Central Michigan. It's Central Michigan. Michigan. You know what I'm saying? So. And I thought I was going to Central. I used to get handwritten was letters. Going, like, you was going to Central. Three days a week, something crazy. They, you know what I'm saying? They like it to this day. So I was telling my dudes, I'm going to Central. You know what I mean? A couple weeks later, we go to football camp. I blow my ankle out of football camp. So mm-hmm. I've been I there. I blew your ankle out. But Tell still. Yeah, you threw the pass behind me. But still, don't try to catch it. <laughs> Just be cool. Let that one go by. You know what I'm saying? So, bro, it's humbling experience. Like, yeah, life will life humble will you. Humble you. Like, you and it, it won't it won't forget. Oh, you said, oh, I got you. Yeah. I'm coming back. So, I, so I got one of those experiences as well. That's on point, man. So point being, guys, is that the road to failure has many lanes, okay? 
And if you don't reel yourself in, if you're not grounded, if you're not anchored in humility, anchored in the Lord, you can easily get off track. Mm -hmm. And then you look up and 10 years done pass and you have made no progress whatsoever in your life. And so all we want to do is demonstrate to you guys the reverse of that, the flip side, the other side of, okay, on a road to failure, when you got three solid pillars in your life, it can help steer you on the right track. Whenever I was down, I had these two to rely on. Whenever I was going through something, I had these two to rely on. One thing you guys want to do, if you you need to find a support system, you need yes. to find somebody you can rock with, confide mm -hmm. in, that's going to hold you down, that can that know the words to say to pick you up if your spirits get low, mm -hmm. because the road to failure is waiting on you. Mm -hmm. And there's hundreds of thousands of people on it every single day. Okay, and they don't have a clue how to get off. They don't know what exit to take to get on the road to success. And so, point being for us guys, we just want to again be as transparent as we can and sharing some of our life experiences and journeys with you guys in terms of how we navigated the road to failure. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that had to do with again accountability towards one another. We're gonna pack that a little bit too. Uh, towards absolutely, uh, as well as again having a strong mental state to make sure that we weren't knocked off our square easily mm -hmm. another thing guys don't be influenced by everything that's one thing i could say about the three of us mm -hmm. very hard to influence we come from the hood and so at the end of the day it's easy to choose the streets mm -hmm. however for us that never appealed to me and I was never going to be influenced by that, but that don't mean that temptation isn't real. Like CB said, we chose a video game, we chose Madden, and we chose going to the park, working on our athletic skills, which put us on a fast track to success. But the point being is, if you don't find something, you the road to failure is waiting for you. For sure. Uh, I lost my train of thought, man. Go ahead, CB, for you. I so the streets, that was, I pop in on that, and... And you know where we come from, the streets is appealing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, you, you got the dope boys. They they dressing nice. They got the flyers gear, the nice nice car, the rims, that fast life, and and that's appealing from our day and age as well because social media wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a TikTok. We didn't have an Instagram. So you can you can steer away from some of that, some of those things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So these are some of the things at the neighborhood. You know what I mean? You see around the neighborhoods and um, those things were appealing, but it wasn't appealing for us. Mm -hmm. Like, sh we, sports, video games. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Sports, I video say this, games. Madden That's saved my life. Oh, we played Madden every morning, all day, every day. <laughs> and, and it saved us from being in the mess of the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. our, our, our good friend got killed when we was 13, Derek Pimpleton. Yeah. But we were playing a video game. Meaning, had we not been doing that, we could have easily been right up at Miss Tracy's. We live right by Miss Tracy's. Their house right across the street from Miss Tracy's. Your house across the street from Miss Tracy's. And it would have been nothing for us to be up there too. Point being is the video game kept us out of a lot of stuff. And so I, I say all the time, thank God for Madden because I know many days I've missed out on some of the mayhem that was taking place. Well, I want to unpack the accountability partner so we could just let everybody know what that looks like. Yeah. So... On a serious note, like every like you said, even though playing a game, you and CB used to go back and forth. I'd be in there, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm just there chilling, not doing nothing, <laughs> but I'm there, you know what I'm saying? Because we was always gonna be together. And you out the way too. And I'm kept, out the way too. Out everybody the out the way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's one thing. Now in our grown up adult life, 
if somebody's struggling with something, hey man, my flesh is doing too much, bro. We yeah. get together, we, we get on the phone, we yeah. pray. Yeah. That seven in the morning, make sure it's good for everybody. We get that prayer in. Hey bro, I've been struggling, man. I need to be around my boys. We get around our boys. We try to make sure that we just lighten the load because we know in the light in everyday life things can get heavy. They can Absolutely. get tough. So we just want to make sure everybody's doing good. We check in on them and we send them off to be their best self. Ability is huge. So one thing that men stride, we struggle with, we we have a pride thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to ask for help mm-hmm. because of how, because we're how men we mm-hmm. and how we wired. Um, that's critical to have accountability partners. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of guys like ourselves don't have nobody to reach out and seek mm-hmm. to. Um, and mentors too. We got mentors we can reach out as well too that can help us too. And that's a, that's a huge piece, man. But the accountability goes hand in hand with the pride, man. If mm-hmm. if you if you don't have your accountability partners lined up, if you don't have your mentors lined up, man, that's a that's a road to failure. Or if you're mm-hmm. too prideful to get accountability go. partners, sure. or to allow people to speak into your there life, you mm-hmm. and you can't submit on no level exactly. to hear from other wise counsel, mm-hmm. again, you're on the path on a road to, to failure, yes, and, right. and that's just the that's just the matter of the fact. Okay, mm-hmm. and so. I love this conversation. I think you guys have hit it out the park in terms of just unpacking mm-hmm. all of these things. And so another part of road to failure is complacency. We're going to not only unpack complacency, we want to talk about one track mindedness mm-hmm. and the way those things can also be death traps for you as well. Mm-hmm. Starting with the whole complacency thing. Listen, man, it's in life. That's one of the things you want to avoid most. Because that will be the first thing to put you on a road to failure is getting complacent in anything. Whether you think you're successful, whether you think you are, um, whether you think that because you have done something that you don't you don't have no more work to do. All of those things can lead to you being complacent and complacency. Again, it's the quickest way to fall off. OK, and so anything on complacency sure. you, you should always have on. a goal like you should never just be standing still never never ever in life so whether it's just getting i like to look at life like running a mile right so we all have been running a mile but the goal is to improve your time mm-hmm. that's not getting complacent that's setting a goal out in front of you saying how can i achieve it if it's getting to work five minutes earlier every day if it's making sure you complete your task five minutes a little bit earlier make mm-hmm. sure you a little nicer to your family you know what i mean whatever it is but it should always be a goal that you're trying to Achieve and attain, so you don't get or come, become uh, complacent. Complacent, for sure. That's real good, E. I yeah. think uh, CB, you got something. Yeah, but I got some. I mean, you guys hit it hit it hard. I'm gonna just give up an example. I, mm-hmm. I think for me, um, this is my section, second year being a head coach, um, and we were two and zero at the time. And I remember talking in a group chat to our football players, and we had this next opponent, and. I skipped over that next opponent, meaning our kids like, hey, let's we looking at this opponent, week five. Mm-hmm. They totally ignore week three. I let them ignore that too mm-hmm. because I was looking down there as well too. Mm-hmm. So we was I was we was two and all, so we was complacent on his opponent because we just seen his opponent as coaches. We was like, oh, they they're not that good. Mm-hmm. So that practice was complacent, mm-hmm. no energy, kind of going through the motions. Yeah. And guess what happens? You get your butt popped. So we got we got smacked because we took them light, lightly. But for me, I took it lightly. Complacency got comfortable, and that that was another way of it. And it woke me up. You know, I, I we practice harder 
with the lesser opponents, then, you know what I mean? Because, you know, kids are going to be up for the big games. Yeah. But the games that don't mean that kids not going to be up. So you have to be up for those 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 small games just because you don't want to get slapped in your mouth. I'm going to throw it at you like this. If you look at it like as a leader, you was complacent. Mm-hmm. And look at your troops, bro. You let them down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, as a leader, you for sure have to keep that and be mindful yeah. because there's people following you. Yeah. If, the, if the leader ain't rah-rah about this appointment, why should I be? So, you know what I mean? It's always, we always got to be conscious of the people that's behind us as well. Yeah, I like that. I was my second year as a head coach. Lesson learned. One thing about me, I don't make the same mistakes twice. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I'll never forget that. And the, Losing that game. That, <laughs> them be the worst. Losing yeah, a game you supposed to win. win? Mm-hmm. So, imagine college coaches. It, you know, you it's upset city. March Madness, yep. college football. You know, guys get upset all the time by their weaker opponent. So imagine how that head coach feels. So. Complacency leads to laziness, guys. Don't let it sit in. That takes us to one-track mindedness, which is another path on a road to failure. And listen, guys, when you're one-track minded, it can it can take you down a path again where you're going down a rabbit hole and you don't know when to get off the hamster wheel. Okay, and so. Again, in terms of avoiding being one-track minded and remaining open to being open-minded, it will help you navigate the waters of failure a little bit better, okay? Mm-hmm. Again, you can't do the same thing and expect a different result, okay? And so if you're one-track minded, you can make mistakes over and over and over again because you're not looking at an alternative route to overcome that particular barrier, mm-hmm. okay? So again, don't be one-track minded. Matter of fact, God has plans for your life, plural. He doesn't even want you to be one-track minded. So if you if you are being one-track minded or if you only focused on one thing, I'm not saying don't master your craft. So don't mix the message up. We know about putting in 10,000 hours. We know about perfecting and being great. But I'm talking about beyond that, your greatness is a transferable skill to other areas that That's you want to make sure that you are also exploring and elevating in as well. So again... Be on top of your spiritual game. Be on top of your finances. Be on top of your emotional stability. Be on top of your mental health. You can be great in all those areas because if you're one-track minded and you only good in one, I told you, you're not winning in my eyes. And so, for again, guys, don't be one-track minded, but make sure that on top of not being one-track minded, that you are at least open to other ways to find success. Mm-hmm. I would like to just touch on that too, man. If- I know we're talking about the road to failure, but if if you avoid all those things we've named, you will definitely be on the road to success. It'll Absolutely. be a successful journey Absolutely. because you avoided all of those roadblocks along the way. That's a good point. I didn't. That was that was really good, Chris. Like, you know, when I'm thinking one track mind, I'm thinking more for myself. You know what I mean? I think, you know, I mean, you leverage so many different spots. You know, spiritual love, uh, finance, finance, um, manhood. You know, uh, marriage. You hit a different angle. So for me, the one track mind is I struggle is what you're great in. Entrepreneurship, meaning you could do a lot of things pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, a one track mind, you know, I've been focused on being a head coach. Like until 2021, mm-hmm. you know, I had to hit rock bottom in order for me to wake up and focus on other areas mm-hmm. to to help myself, mm-hmm. help my brand, help my family. Mm-hmm. And being that one track mind man you can really get stuck too mm-hmm. you know what i mean and you know there was some times where i was stuck being on that one on that spot mm-hmm. and you know i'm happy 
to, to be able to expand and, and, and uh, be able to work in the avenue, doing some things I haven't done before from a, um, bringing financial pieces for me and my family mm-hmm. and, and adding a little bit more than just being an HC, a head coach. And that's a lot in itself too, but uh, but yeah, man, you you definitely got to be open, man. You be more open mindedness, man. Things will come, and you will see it. Mm-hmm. And when you're not open minded, you're closed in. You don't see those blessings coming because mm-hmm. you focus on one task, and it's not, and that's not for us, man. And let me just piggyback on it. That was great, CB. The one track mindedness. I'm gonna give you guys some context to think about this in. Okay, LeBron James. He uses basketball as his number one platform. That's good. Okay? So when we talk about being great and mastering your your craft, look at this example. LeBron has mastered basketball. That platform has allowed him and his guys Mm -hmm. to all become successful. Mm -hmm. He has endorsements, all from what he does with basketball. He has movies, all from what he does with basketball. He has businesses. He has investments. He has power in terms of, again, can get players to come to the Lakers, can get people signed by his, again, guys. Political power. Political power. (laughs) Point point being is if you're one-track minded in the wrong way and you don't use that platform to sprout out and make everything else blossom for you, again, guys, you are still going about it wrong. And so... It's important that you don't miss the message in terms of being one track minded, but understanding how one track can lead to other things. But it's on you to know when to pivot, how to branch out and understand that you learn and have developed transferable skills along that journey. I like that, bro. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Okay, today's hot topic. We're going to kick it off with credit and the importance of paying down debt. Listen, guys. I can't go without talking to you guys about the importance of personal finances and getting your finances in order. And credit is a major component into doing that, guys. So I want to kick it off before I pass it to my guys about if you have any level of debt, whether it's credit card debt, whether it's consumer debt, student loans, make it a point to start paying down your credit. And then if you can, make a game of it in terms of getting it paid off. I think the more you guys can make it a a actionable item among you and your family, if you got a significant other and you can begin to start paying off debt, you will see the freedom that it brings to your life, the liberation that it that it brings in terms of allowing you to have money freed up for other things that you may want to do. I know my guys can attest that um we didn't always have the best credit and it took work in order to restore our credit or get it to where it needed to be so that we can get low interest rates, get approved for apartments, homes, and things of that nature. Okay, and so credit is very, very important. I don't want you guys to overlook that step on the road to financial independence in terms of uh, not knowing how those little key things can make a huge difference in terms of whether or not you are on the right track towards your goals financially or if you stay in a rat race and never getting again getting ahead anything you guys want to add on the credit piece i would i would like to touch on um for sure with getting your credit together if you want to buy a house if you want to get a car loan if you want to do anything that adults do so to say you want to make sure you take care of your credit um it's more important than running up a whole bunch of credit card bills on shoes clothes purses 
suits, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Because you're going to have to pay all of that back. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get real serious about my credit until like maybe I've been owning my house for three years now. So it's coming up on three years. Right around that time is when I took it serious because I wanted to buy a house. I wanted to stop giving my money to a landlord, so to say, paying somebody else's mortgage. So I took my time and looked into it, and it wasn't even as bad as I thought. Like I just had to make some minor adjustments, pay pay a couple things down, knock a couple things off my credit card, my credit report in total, and I was ready to buy a house. So it's important to clean up your credit. It's yep. important to have a nice credit score. It's important to have good credit payment history because you're going to need that in the long run. I didn't even know the importance of credit until 22, 23. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got in the league, I was with Cleveland at the time, and then they they had uh, some people come in and talk to us about credit, and we all had to give our credit score. And, you know, at the time, I think I had like 563, mm-hmm. and I didn't know, you know what I mean, um, the importance of credit until – you know, you, you get older, you go through some things and you know what I mean? You get married, you have kids and you're like, Oh, this is your credit. And, and these are some of the ways you can improve your credit. And then, you know, not paying bills on time. You forget about medical bills Mm -hmm. and that's on your credit. You know what I mean? And and then say you're trying to purchase a car, Mm -hmm. your credit score is 600 or 550. Now they look at you crazy. Mm -hmm. They ain't, they're not taking you serious. Now you got a higher, higher, higher uh, interest rate. Or you might need somebody to co-sign for you. So it's 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 one of those embarrassing things. But it's a growing thing as well, too, because of the not knowing piece. You know what I mean? The not knowing piece. Make sure you get it up. And I, uh, what helped us out is we took a class. Uh, what's what's the guy's name? The financial? Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. Mm-hmm. He tightened us up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hired some uh, a company who, who does the credit stuff to help clean your credit up and stuff like that. And man, mine's right now is in the seven fifties, bro. Okay, so, so it's yeah, you winning. Yeah, yeah. but but mine's it, it was a journey. <laughs> it was a journey, good. That five hundred, you trying to get a car? They look at fine. Come on, bro. It you're ain't gonna to work get, here. Bro, same, same. You know what I mean? So, so, so the credit piece is huge, and 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 parents, and you got kids, man. Start talking to them about that now. Like that is so huge to know that. Like I said, I didn't know what a credit score until I was 22, 23. And, you know, I didn't really care then. I was in the league. You know what I mean? Who cares about a credit score? Credit's going to follow you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And so I want to touch on that a little bit, too. So even getting the car, see if you're getting the house. You can get the house, get the car, but your interest rate might be through the roof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't take care of business. So that's a whole nother angle. Like my interest rate for my house is kind of high. So I'm, I'm in that again. I had to pay. The stuff that I didn't pay off before, get my credit score acceptable. I want it. Yep. The seven some range, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? And I'm ready to I'm ready to hit hit the market again. Like I need that refinance love. Cause all the the uh the rates are low right now, exactly. man. So like it's important to do that if you if that's one of your uh, goals. Parents. So lesson lesson learned for this one. <laughs> to help your kids out, mm-hmm. first and foremost, because we've been talking about the road to failure and mm-hmm. C B is hundred percent right in terms of again, what you don't know, you don't know. You can help your kids out by adding their name to your credit card. They don't have to have access to it, but you can add your kid's name on your credit card. So every time you go get gas and you swipe, you're building their credit card. And you make a payment on time. Every time, time, but the the key is you make the payment on time, okay? So make sure you're paying the minimum by the due date. And then that statement date is really key because if you can pay 
the rest off by that statement date, which is always three days after the due date, you really can knock off more on your, your overall payment that you owe. So mm -hmm. make a note of that in terms of making sure that, that you set your kids up for success by building their credit on the front end. Don't put stuff in their name and mess their credit <laughs> right. up. Put their name on your card and then you pay the card consistently and try to pay it off in full. Okay, the minimum payment is just there to keep you in bondage. Your goal should be pay it off in full. And, and if you can't pay it off in full, it's time to rethink your budget. Make sure that you're not doing things that you're living outside of your means and it makes it difficult for you to be able to pay down or pay off your credit card. So talking to a credit advisor, he also would uh, advise you that you don't spend more than 30% of your allotted limit. Your debt to credit ratio. So that's important. important as well. If you got $1,500 limit, don't spend over $500, you know what I mean? And the key is, too, so when I was building my credit, I used my credit card as for gas only. Mm -hmm. So I say fill up the tank, $30. Make sure you pay it off right then and there, though. Mm -hmm. Man, I seen my credit score go up. In one month, it went up like 50, 75 points mm -hmm. because I, I used that, you know what I mean? Try to get three credit cards. To build it. If I'm if I'm doing it, use yeah. it one for gas. You know, get your wife use hers for gas, yeah. and use the other one for it just works. buying some gum, some little stuff. You make those payments, and your your credit score will go up tremendously. Mm -hmm. Make a game of it. That's yeah. really what he's trying to say. He's and, that, and that's what if you gamify life, the same way I gamify the stock market. If you gamify life, meaning make a game out of, like you said, buy a piece of gum, pay it off, mm -hmm. get some gas, pay it off. You will see the small victories that you start stacking on top of each other and before you know it your credit card that is paid off but your credit score has went up and that's what you want in life you want to get to a place where you are putting yourself in position for the lowest interest rates when it's time to get that first house when it's time to get that your son or daughter a car when you have to co-sign for somebody or whatever the case may be okay so paying down debt is huge guys i became debt free in 2018 all of that started with, again, paying off credit card debt, paying off student loan debt. Or if you're like me, we buy everything. We buy our cars outright. We're not trying to have a car note. And so, again, your journey may be different, but the principles still apply. Okay? So that's what we wanted to hit you guys about when it relates to your credit and paying down your debt. Guys, it's key. And it's the road to financial freedom if you do it on a consistent basis. Okay, this segment, we want to talk to you guys about super teams, okay? And we're going to take you guys on a journey because we can go so many different directions. You might be thinking of a super team of when LeBron joined the Miami Heat, okay? Or the 73-win Golden State team. However, you can have super teams in business. You can have super teams in life. And so we want to, again, make this conversation interesting about the many facets of a super team. I'll kick it off, okay? And so to me, first and foremost, I'm 50-50 on the whole athletic version of a super team, okay? Because sometimes you can see the cards being stacked in favor of a team that's just so dominant that mm -hmm. there's really no obstacles for them to overcome, okay? Mm -hmm. That's one version of a super team, and my guys will explore more, okay? But on the reverse, super teams in conjunction with winning is a part of life. We talk to you guys about the road to failure all day today, and these guys are my accountability partners. But for those that know us, they may look at us as a super team. Mm -hmm. 
Chris, CB, and E, or CB, Chris, and E, however you want to say it. And so, again, there's points in time in life where a super team is necessary. Mm -hmm. We're just going to bring some different spins on how we look at super teams and guys, how you may want to consider it as well. Uh, I think that's a good point. I like the business and friendship super team angle. Um, I think in business and in friendships, you want to build the best team that you can. You want to bring in the best people to, with the best thoughts and have the best advice and the best quality of a person that you can find. You know what I'm saying? Because if not, then it has a chance to to go down the wayside, so to yeah, say. To, they you know what I mean? Start wrenching the plans. They say you are the sum of the five people you hang you around. Hang around, exactly. So E brings up a great point of we try to, one, iron sharpens iron. So Correct. we try to always sharpen each other's sword. But two, we want to be in concert with each other so that we are, again, making sure that we are in lockstep, accountability, okay? Mm -hmm. We became a super team, or some may say super friends, but we're more like brothers. Mm -hmm. But again, in that regard, we won't let each other lose, Exactly. okay? We're not accepting losing from each other, okay? We're not accepting mediocrity or underperforming, okay? Not as a husband, mm -hmm. not as a man, not as a father. And exactly. so, in that regard, we are advocates of a super team, okay? But we don't want you guys to miss the message and get it twisted when it comes to superstar athletes all joining up. And then, again, what that does for the makeup of a league, per se. So it's 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 differences when it's important for you guys to make sure you decipher the type of super teams you may be trying to assemble in life. Business is a good way to build a super team. I like that, bro. Um, Y'all hit that. Y'all killed that. I'm going to hit it on on the athletic part, you know, growing up, um, you know, in our heyday, we played 21. We played fight. Right. That's that's one-on-one. -on -one, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? We played rumble fumble. That's one on everybody. Exactly. King on the hill. Yeah. So, so when we grew up playing those things, we, we competed to be the best individual. We raced down the street. Who could, be, mm -hmm. who could beat you in running? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We played Madden. We playing the man against each other to beat beat each other. Not we ain't on teams. You know, sometimes this day and day I see they playing on teams. You know what I mean? No, we want to beat you. So we grew up in our head and we grew up watching Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? We grew up watching him, seeing him beating. You know, took his beating from the Detroit Pistons and and, and Larry Bird and against everybody and compete exactly. Dominate some of the the greats, and he beat those guys. So that's who we came up watching. You know what I mean? So it wasn't no super team things there. You know, things happen in the draft. You know, they drive, they get Scotty Pippen. That happens in the draft. You want to trade it to him. So we grew up watching that. So so I'm old school. You know, I'm not the come join them aspect. No, I want to beat you. You know what I mean? And that's my mentality as a, as was as a player and as a head coach. You know, I want to beat the best. Like, I don't want to join your staff. You know what I mean? I want to beat you. You know what I mean? Like, what's in it? So, so you know, that's my that's my spark. You know what I mean? Being an athlete and and being a coach. You know what I mean? Um, you guys hit it perfectly with the business standpoint. I mean, the guys you're around, man, it has to be a super team. Mm -hmm. It got to be an iron sharp iron. Mm -hmm. As my coaching staff, I gotta have great assistant coaches mm -hmm. because I don't have great assistant coaches. Is I'm going to be doing a job. Yeah, your message going to get lost as well. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's important. That's when we grew up with high school, having great assistant coaches. And we had 
I mean, we had like two or three offensive line coaches, you know what I mean, in an inner city school. You you don't have things like that. So so that's important to, to have a have a great staff and and um, to, to be around great people because, like you said, iron sharp and iron. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got a question for UCB. Uh, since you don't like the super teams in the athletic world, mm-hmm. I mean, or do you feel as if it's not the the competition is not as good? Like no, I because you can still push each other. Like, yeah, just like us. You know what I mean? Like, I think this. You know, other. this is this new era. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't like I said. I don't got nothing against those guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? You it's know, just different from what it's just know. different from from what we know and what we was brought up in. It's it's like it's it's cheating the process. Yeah, it's cheating the process. King of the hill. They don't want to get up there and fight, my man. No. They want to get on the other side. Like, yeah, we, we kings of the hill. It's like we grew up. I want to. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's like an all star team. I want to yeah. earn my championship. Yeah. So when I win my state title, I want to earn it. I don't want to earn it by getting. A million kids that's gonna transfer to my school to to earn you know what I mean if that happened it ain't gonna happen but I'm just saying I want to I want to take the process I want to take the proper steps to get into that to you that to that ring to yeah I want to hand it to him I want to work for it man but like I said that's the era we grew up in this era is different it's a super team era it's like okay I see them over there I want to join them I want to ring I want to win a ring and and I want it's the microwave generation like you said it's the microwave generation. You know what I mean? It's it's not the crockpot generation. You know that's what I mean? Good, like good. for real, bro. I like that. It, it, you know what I mean? We came up from the crockpot generation, so things take time. So yeah. I, I see it both ways, man. I, I I like the super teams and business and the friendship, and you know, what I mean, it doesn't bother me. But sports is is growing on me. You know what I'm saying? Just because the Lebrons of the world, those guys that they can stay in one destination their whole career and still not end up capitalizing or winning the championship so i see i could see the him wanting to join up with somebody i could see them wanting to join a super team and push yeah. and pride and, and to join an accountability partner and yeah. you know what i'm saying so i could see both sides of it you know what i'm saying but i again it's just new to me it's growing up as an entrepreneur i'll give you guys a perspective that i do appreciate about the athletic super team i'll say this if you are, I'll just use LeBron James, but I'm speaking universal. If you are a person with aspirations beyond sports, yeah. and you know that that whole I'm a two-time NBA championship is a calling card to other business deals yeah. or sponsorships yeah. or things like that, then the entrepreneurship in me, and I feel like I'm one of the best entrepreneurs there is, I've, in that sense, I can respect the super team yeah. if you're making strategic moves agree, that's yeah. going to lead you to life after sports, life yeah. after basketball, yeah. to have the prosperity, the success you want in those other areas, whether it's business, owning a team, investments, whatever it is. I can respect it if they're doing it from that standpoint. That's a good point. Man, that's huge. If they're doing that, like... Yeah. yeah. Now I I said and that's right. That's if I give credit to LeBron because he's said he wants to be a billionaire. Oh yeah, his that, plan was laid out. So that's mm-hmm. his plan was laid out. Mm-hmm. So I can respect it a little more. Although he ushered that in and I wasn't respecting it then, mm-hmm. I can respect when I see the full picture. Mm-hmm. Okay, KD. I can respect KD to some degree because he he has the boardroom. That's one of the one of the best series that I've seen, and mm-hmm. I see where he's trying to go with it. And he yeah. does a lot of other things that don't get talked about as much. Yeah. And he knew OKC didn't have a market, mm-hmm. nor did he have the success overall. 
that he was looking for to achieve what he was trying to do. So, in that regard, I can respect it. Along with some other tech businesses out in Silicon Valley, you know what I mean? So Absolutely. He went to a place he, he, where the Silicon Valley... His plan had was laid out as well. Like, yep. you know what, if I'm going to go there, I'm going to capitalize. I'm going to capitalize on these venture capitalists and all these people that are into this tech stuff. And so, mm-hmm. again, the entrepreneur side of me sees and respects it from that angle. And if they go off and have a... If they become close to Magic Johnson and the success he is able to have in his life after basketball life, mm-hmm. my hat's off to him. So that's how I view super teams. I think you guys got two phenomenal perspectives as well from my guys in terms of just some, again, some different viewpoints on super teams. Of course, we're old school. We come from the Michael Jordan era. So, again, um, by any means necessary, we want to beat the best in order to show that we are the best. But... With that being said, guys, that brings episode four to a close. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We almost done. So, hey, <laughs> speaking of super teams, <laughs> I got the super Adidas on. <laughs> Check them out. Zoom in. Super no, Adidas. hey, hey, man, I put these on today, man. It felt like a couch cushion, man. I almost fell asleep in these things. So I want y'all to show some love, man. Super Adidas, dog. We, we need a sponsorship. Oh, oh, man. Man. Adidas, holler at us. Holler at us. Super, I got these on uh, Planet Neptune, super man. Super Adidas. I, re- I remember that. Man. Every time I see them, them be Supers. Super Adidas. Guys, we thank you. Episode 4 is a wrap. We'll see you next week, same place, same time. Please make sure you like and subscribe and share this with at least 10 people. We out.